This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I have my list, but now we don't have a ton of time. Let's go to a couple calls. Please, could we? I think I've been really good. phone lines are lit up, and you just find something stupid to talk about. Rick thinks you stink. Yeah. Geniuses find content in nuanced topics. Who are these geniuses? Me. That's what I'm saying. I'm a genius. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. You guys don't get anything. On 98.7 ESPN. This song was very upsetting last year because it reminds you of Edwin Diaz. And when Edwin Diaz was out, you heard this and it was depressing. That's when Raymond played well, now it, to, it reminds to me of the Mets. But now it reminds me of the Mets. And you're not excited about no. the Mets? He's not. healthy. He's good to go. Are you? What's the problem? Uh, I'm excited for baseball and I'm anticipating the Mets, but not with the same vigor that I did last year. Are you pleased with the offseason so far? No, I think it's been no. underwhelming. Did you, re- did you see the report yesterday? That the Mets have about ten million dollars left to spend. Great, so, I didn't see that. Yeah, right. so that's what they're. That's, now you know it. I, I saw that they're interested in Wandy Peralta, Peralta yeah. which I, I like him. It feels like, like the bulk of the money now is going to go into the bullpen. Well, I think it has to, right? Well, what what are we doing at DH? Have we solved that issue no, yet? They, they have other issues. Yeah, they have other issues. It seems that that's Marte will be back healthy. He's actually playing full games now in right field, so that's good. Yeah, very good. Because he was a, n- a non-entity last year. Yeah, that was a huge loss for us. Right. But, I mean, look at our rotation. I got people over at baseball, like Yankees fans laughing at me. Don't worry about the Yankees fans. They got their own issues. Well, I got to deal with it. I don't like it. All right. Well, listen, I think you got... Uh, the only thing I'll say, and I agree and I understand why you would feel this way, is that you've heard great things about David Stearns. He took Milwaukee, at a small market team, and led them to big places for a long time. Let's, right, see, but, how, right, let's see how hand. it plays out. Okay, I understand that, but raise your hand if you actually thought you actually thought that we were going to have a gap, like we're like, that Steve Cohen was serious about taking a gap year. If you thought that was going to be the case, yeah, it f- feels like they're kind of I don't want to say punting on the season because I think they think they're going to compete, but they're not going to compete the way the Mets fan would hope they'd compete. No, they're not the Braves, they're not the Dodgers. No, as not- we're trying to kind of like say set this this culture of a team that's always right there, like we'll always have a chance. Isn't that what you want? Oh, that's what I would like to have happen. Right. Well, I mean, that's how you're going to get, like, that's how you're going to get the players and by essentially the way, that you want. Now, all of a sudden, money matters? Well, they got a lot of dead money hanging around. I too. get it. But now, I mean, you're going to, I mean, if there's pieces that you want and you think that you need, we're going to say, all right, well, we, we allotted 10 million. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to play well, this no, game? Well, no, I think they want to try to mix both. They want to be, I mean, they want to be able to use the money when they want. Like, if Yamamoto, I mean, they offered him $325 million, he didn't choose to take it. He wanted right. to be a Dodger. If there's, I mean, if there's a, a, a the ability to get a player that they want, I'm sure Stephen Cole, Steve Cohen's going to do it. But I guess they also want to be smart too. Like if you, if free agency is a real expensive way to build a team. Well, you saw that last season, right? So if and now they're, dude, they have, they have fifty, almost fifty million bucks sitting on their books for the season. That's no, nobody's fault but their own, right? But but now all of a sudden you're going to throw in there. Well, ten million is about. A cap of what we can spend? It's no, ri- I think it's, it's also... Well, no, I think he brings smart people in to assess what's available and if it's worth the money. Okay, so maybe it's not. He's definitely shown the... I mean, he's shown more of a a willingness to spend bigger money for shorter-term deals. 
Which I think is smart. Which is smart, but there are guys like... Uh, Snell's coming off of Cy Young. He's going to want to get paid. Of course he is. Bellinger's going to want to get paid. Of course he is. And so, I don't trust Bellinger. Bellinger gets me nervous. No, and so I mean, does Snell. Right, so do you want I mean, to do the smart thing or you want to throw money at it? Did I see that the Rays released Juan DeFranco? Uh, probably, yeah, maybe. I think so. There's a chance he's not, he might not be allowed back in the country. Yeah, I, that would make sense. Uh, John Morosi. Yankees have emerged as top candidate to sign Marcus Stroman, sources say. I'm told the sides have had productive discussions in recent days. So the thing with Stroman, is, and it feels like he's always wanted. Remember when he got traded to the Mets? Yeah, he was pissed because he and wanted, he wanted to, go to, to, to go to the Yankees. It feels like this has been his play for a long time. He wants to end up with the Yankees. Couple things about him. He's. I want to be fair when I say this, but he speaks his mind, and. There are not a lot of things he's not willing to go after, both good and bad, and that would get me nervous that something's going to happen that he would just kind of go rogue. And secondly, he was awesome last season for like the first 70%, and he was brutal down the stretch of last season. Did not finish up strong, no. It was really bad. Did not. And he has not had a lot of nice things to say about the Yankees. Right. So it's interesting now that... But he'll he'll, he'll take shots at anybody. Like, he, he wants the smoke. Yeah, he relishes I like, that. Listen, I get it, but I mean, if now all of a sudden, you know, after saying the things that you said, feel like, oh, I, you know what, maybe I was wrong, maybe I want to be a Yankee, I don't know, we'll see if it works out, but uh, the biggest thing with the Yankees now, I mean, seriously, after the whole, and I know the Juan Soto thing is, like, you're all in for the season, because there's no, like, you, Juan Soto was going to free agency. Right. So, I mean, you have this year and try to, you want to, you know, capitalize on it as much as you can, try to win a World Series, like, do they need help with the rotation? Absolutely. But let's also forget how much money they spent on Redon. Well, you need a bigger return from Redon. And if Redon was I good... Think bigger is... Well, you need a return from Redon. I mean, if if Redon was good last year, you probably wouldn't even be in the market for another starting pitcher like this. Well, they weren't on Yamamoto, too. Well, so, I, mean, I they, think that's, that's Redon-related, though. They are trying to win right now. Which is smart. Which is exactly what they should do. Stroman's a good pitcher. I just... So, Stroman is 32. Yep. He will be 33 at the beginning of the season in May. Last year, he was 10 and 9 with an ERA of near four. But I, I mean, it was the finish of the season. I'm sitting here looking at his, I'm yeah, sitting here his, looking at his, his game, game log. log. Yeah. G- give me his last seven starts. Last seven? Yeah. It's funny that you say seven because the last seven were the worst. Um, last seven, so he was... And, and typically a starter gets about, what, 32? Yeah. 32 starts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give me so the last, last seven. last seven, he went three and two-thirds, gave up four earned runs, three and a third, seven earned runs, three, six earned runs, uh, went two innings, one inning, three innings, two innings. That's, hor- that's horrendous down the stretch. Uh, it's not great. No, it's horrendous. That would get me anxious. Yeah, but I think you're at a point now where you're looking for you're looking for help with your rotation. And what do you want to do? I mean, do you want? I mean, the other options. Do you want to start trading away prospects? To the Yankees are very anxious about trading away prospects. We've seen that. That's just their mo. Whether you like it or not, whether you are a fan of what they choose to do or not, that's their mo. They are very anxious and very concerned and very worried about trading away a guy that turns into a superstar player. Whether it's going to happen or not, that's their concern. Well, I think the other thought was, I mean, do they use Glaber Torres as a as a piece after the season he had offensively? Well, if you're not going to keep him. 
Yeah, well, you say that, or you just be willing to keep him for one year because he's a really good, he's a really good offensive second baseman. He is. Try to win now, and then if you lose him, you lose him. He is. But do you? Would you rather use him to bring in a, a Corbin Burns? If that, if that is, I mean, if that's a possibility, but is Milwaukee going to want to pay? Well, I don't Labor know. Torres? No, I, I, I would I say know. that's probably not a great example. So who are you going to trade him for? A young pitcher that's not making any no, money? No, I mean... It, it, a team that's going to spend money no, to resign him? I'm not... What I'm saying, though, is that that was the thought last year. Was that the... I mean, he was one of the names of the deadline that you felt like, oh, he might... He looks like he's on the move, doesn't go to Miami. Right. They end up keeping him. Has a, he has a great year last year offensively. And now, at some point, you're going to have to pay him. If there's any plans to keep him on soda, are you going to pay Gleyber Torres too? No. They're not going to play... You're not going to be able to pay both right. guys. So is there a deal out there to be made as opposed to... You know, just spending money on Marcus Stroman? Like, I don't know what the deal's going to look I'm, like. I'm sure there is. I'm but sure I think you, you also could get to... a, a picture of that ilk. Right. But what I'm saying is if the fi- if financially if financially you can make it work with a free agent, aren't you better off keeping Glaber Torres for what he gives you offensively at second base? Yes. As opposed to, I mean, can Peraza play second base for you? Yeah, but are you going to get the same offensive production? No. You're not. And you're trying to win this season. That's the thing. They're trying to win. They're trying to win now because there's no guarantee that you're going to have Juan Soto after the season. So you got to, I mean, right. do what it takes. You got to go all in. So, but, so wouldn't Blake Snell be going all in? But Blake Snell's different. You're talking about a different commitment financially. And are you going to have to? You're going to have to go long, long term right. with Blake Snell. And you, that's you, you couldn't you do one of do. these Mets crazy, you know, front loaded two year deals. I saw what Blake Snell wants. He wants to get paid. He just won the Cy Young, man. He wants this. This is it. And he's in his 30s, right? This is the he's going to want to get paid like a Cy Young winner should get paid. All right, so we'll keep an eye on the Marcus Stroman game then. If they if they do sign Stroman, I imagine Glaber is going to be here this season. Probably, yeah. Well, I get. Listen, I understand it too. Glaber, I mean, had a great offensive season, and you're looking to. I mean, you're looking to win now. I mean, if you're talking about if you're talking about signing one of these pitchers to a longer term deal, or if you it's like say you sign Yamamoto. I could see you moving off Glaber financially. Uh, by the way, I don't want people to think like, oh, he's hating on the Yankees and, and Stroman's much better than he says. Stroman was awesome for the first two-thirds of last season. And then like you just went through, I think you just went through like seven or eight games. He didn't pitch into the fifth inning in any of those games. Not one time did he pitch into the fifth. No, so from uh, from the start of July to the end of the season, his ERA went from ZRA went from 276 to 395. And that was six, ten starts, right? So he had a bad stretch, but but that's the last. A bad you saw, end to it. But that's the last you saw of him. I get it. If he started out poorly and ended well, I think you'd feel a lot better about. Or he's probably Stroman. maybe he's got more people interested. If that was the case, I would think so. Boy, this story is going to get weird, er, and ugly. I think Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, says the Giants have not begun a search for a new defensive coordinator. And don't plan to do so as of right now, sources tell him. They want Wink Martindale to be their D.C. unless and until he resigns. So the standoff continues. He follows that up with they're trying to avoid uh, firing him in the first place. They'd owe him next year's salary and he couldn't then go get a job wherever he wants, i.e. Philadelphia, without them being able to block that interview. So this standoff I didn't know how long it's going to last, but it's weird. It's a game of chicken now. But it doesn't look good for any... It, like You don't look at any of the players in this and think to yourself, boy, they look good. I don't think the organization looks good. I don't think Dable looks good. I don't think Wink looks good. 
No, I don't like. I, I listen after reading some of the stuff, which is kind of what we assumed and we talked about was how it. You heard the word. I mean, you read the word fiefdom that was being created between Wink and his his group of coaches, mm-hmm. which I told you is a, is a head coach. The last thing you want. Right, you can't you, have you, that. you don't want you know separation. Right, between so the I completely understand. Brian Dable wants to move off of Wink Martindale. That's his prerogative. He's the head coach. Like we all have to be on the same page here. I don't necessarily like how they handled the end of it. Well, why not just fire him if you don't well, like? They which, just, you just read it because they, they don't, don't want him to him. go. I mean, it's not like Wink Martindale is is you know Bill Belichick is a defensive coordinator. Nobody he's, also he's knows good. Yeah, right. But he also knows like he was just in your building. He also knows all your strengths and weaknesses. And if he has a vendetta now and he wants to stick it up here, you know what? Pretty sure Philly's going to be looking for a defensive coordinator. I'm sure they will be. And you want to have control of the situation. So but Wink you, says, but you, you handle, know what? handle it like this? Like we still think he's our DC until he actually resigns? No, now they're just playing the game now. So now it's a game of chicken. Well, how? Here's the question, though. How long do you want to play the game of chicken before you say, you know what, f- goodbye? You're done. I, I guess as long as Wink wants to keep this thing going. Until it starts costing you potential defensive coordinators that you want. Like, I guess if, like, okay, if Vegas all of a sudden hires a head coach and Antonio Pierce is sitting out there. Right. You're probably going to jump at the opportunity and right. say, okay, Wink. Well, you're, you're, you're gone. Antonio yeah. Pierce, you're coming in. Now we're set. Right. Because Leslie Frazier, you imagine you can probably. I heard Mike Zimmer's name being mentioned. All right. I like Mike. How old is Mike Zimmer now, though? Uh, I don't know. Bill Belichick's almost 72 years old. That's crazy. These you understand what coach. I know you do. Like, yeah. What it indoors. Like sleeping on the couch, not going home, working twenty hours a day. How do guys in their seventies do that? They love it. They love it, man. It's it's your life. It's it's, yeah, how, it's, it's what so defines you as a person. Time. No, I understand it's time, but I mean the saying, if, like this song that I like, find something you love and call it work. It's like they, you love it. It's not really work if you love it. And you want to pay. I mean, it costs you some probably guys, a lot of relationships and everything else, but. Yeah, some guys love it so much, and even though it burns them out, they still want to do it. Like that's that was Parcells' thing. He loved it so much, he poured so much into it that he would burn himself out every four years. Yeah, then you reset, and you're like, oh, what the hell am I doing? I want to be a coach again. Yeah, but it's like I mean, they, they work till midnight. They get on the couch. They eat bad food. It's just well, they don't have to. I mean, there's coaches that you don't have to do it, but that's what most of them do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean it's right. It's right. Like there are some coaches that feel like if you can't get your stuff done by like Deion Sanders is like that. He's they like, you're gonna go home and have dinner with your family. They can't all be McVay, Rick. Uh, yeah. McVay's got it going on. Ooh, yeah, he does. He's he's winning. So t- I, I get it though. Like I could get pouring yourself something into into something like that if you really love it. I get it too. But to think about doing that, think at about what you seventy years old, dude. I, I get it. But I mean, there are probably some people that realize too. Like once you're done doing it, and it's I mean, it's affected. I'm working sixteen hours a day. How it's affected my family? Not getting a chance to see my kids grow up, and then you're done. It's like, well, what do I do now? It's all I know. Right, like no one so tells you. Like, of listen, no one tells you you have to watch every inning of every Mets game or Yankees game. Like some people don't that do this job, and, and that's fine. And there's others. I love doing it, so I watch every. I'll watch all of it. Right. You don't have to, but the good ones do. The good ones do, but I think that there's two ways to do it, and I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I understand that the, we spend a lot of time on that, but that's all right. I but mean, then think of the payoff, though, which was what makes it so worth it. Like watching Jim Harbaugh and that Michigan team celebrate. Yeah, the that's why they hours do it. They put into it. Well, think of how great the reward must feel when you actually get to the top of the. You mountain. can't even describe it. No, so it makes all of it worth it. Did you see, by the way, John Harbaugh sneak onto the sidelines? I, did. I saw that. Walk down to to Jim, tap him on the shoulder, and and Jim's reaction was like, Whoa, "Who is doing? Oh, it's you!" And he embraced him with a hug. Like those are the greatest moments in sports. 
How incredible is that, though, too, to now have dad wins a national championship, you win a national championship, and your brother won the Super Bowl? All his coaches. That's yeah, pretty. There was a, did I tell you? I told them, I think my boys. There's a meme going on. Because you know uh, Tom Crean. Yeah, it's his uh, brother in law. Right. So it's like the dad, 2002, I think, Western Kentucky Championship. John, Championship with the Ravens. Jim, Championship with Michigan. Tom Crean once made the Sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have that same success. I wonder if they make him sit at the kids' table now. Yeah. Still. Probably so, right? The- <laughs> Can I get a sec- second helping? Sorry, you're at the kids' table. Imagine if they mess with them like that. Thanksgiving, they're all all the adults sit at the one table at the championship. And, and he's in like the fold-out chair. <laughs> Tom, you go there. Where's my seat? No, you're over there. Yeah, you're over there with the children. The non-winners. Um, and don't eat hard candy because you could choke. More grapes. Um, RJ? Hi. It would be your time. Are you it's ready? It's a lot of time today. It's nine minutes. It's nice, though. Well, we've got to be timely because we have a guest coming up at 930. A big guest coming up. So I want to do things appropriately. Are you ready for uh, stuff you missed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. See ya. Touchdown. Rebound score. The sh** you missed. That's nice. No, Raymond, you're so good. He really is. I got to tell you, though. Sorry to uh, Bigfoot your face. No, no, no. We're used to this. Steamroll. I did it to my wife the other day. She's like, actually like, oh, you're really going to steamroll me now? Better believe it. Well, it's your that's your thing. I mean, just, you know what, curl right into it. I'm trying to think about if I was Brian Dable in this spot and I felt a way like this, if I would have handled it differently. It's, it's, I mean, How would really, you have handled it? Well, no, I mean, it, it, in theory, I mean, it is really in your, it's in your best interest to have him resign as opposed to fire him. Sure. Especially if you don't get along. But now you're going to play this this long game of... We're well, not, we, we can't hire another defensive kinda, coordinator. Well, he kind of told everyone he was resigning, and now he's just gone. He's, he can't get in touch with them. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, did you see the, the photos on social media? <laughs> they, they, in they, the airport. It definitely yeah. am going to Sarasota. Yeah. But but uh, then quit. Dude, he it's doesn't like want that, to quit. It, it's like the... Um, I don't know if you're paying attention to this. Did you see the stuff going on with the Flyers? Yes. Oh, yeah. With with Goche? Yeah, yep. They flew Briere and... Um, and Jonesy flew out to Sweden to meet with him, and he wouldn't even meet, he wouldn't even meet with him. He wouldn't even meet with him. No, yeah, it's crazy. He got him to play the game. Whole, organi- whole organization dunked on him, though. Yeah, but Torch's like, I don't even know who came from a hole in the wall. You don't want to be a flyer. You're not a flyer. Beat it. We we'll have more of that tomorrow. Oh, is that going to be knobs? That's right. So you've already it, prepared a full observations for tomorrow. There was a lot of stuff. Going it's, on a, this it, week. it's a rolling list. Uh-huh. Rafe, Rafe found a great one today, which we haven't brought up, and I'm going to leave it as a little secret because I don't think it'll get brought up. It's a rolling list. Right, you're out searching for knobs now, huh? <laughs> as He's soon got as time. as soon as last week's or this week's <laughs> ends, <laughs> he really doesn't have time. Then the, the stop defending him at every turn. What's to defend? But yeah, he has secret stories that, that you'll never know, and no one will know. Is that what happens? Does he tell you secret stories, and that's why he's so nice to him all the time? Don't you worry about what I know. He does. See, you know everything. You guys you, you share everything in that room, don't you? I spend more time with Raymond than anybody. So, you guys touched on it, but if you missed the the actual story, the New York Post had it first about what happened with the Wink. Apparently, the actual event as it went down, he and Dable got into an argument. Martindale, when he found out that Kevin Wilkins and Drew Wilkins, which are his top lieutenants, brought them from Baltimore, were being fired, that was the final straw. He said his piece, got up, slammed the door, walked out, and is now in Florida. And, that, and that's where we're at. What was that? That was a uh, cursing sound. Oh. It sounds like when I got bought out. He but says. I didn't, I didn't do the swearing. Cast w- it. Wink said, you, and walked. And then we walked out. Can I have that bleep when I need to do that in the future, please? No. So, you, Rick, you were literally in the meeting, found out, did some yelling. No, out. I did nothing. I, I was crushed. Yeah. When they said goodbye? 
I went silent. Really? Couldn't say anything. Like, shocked. And Cass was like, Blake, Blake. She, she went, was in the meeting? Yeah, she came in the meeting. Really? She went nuts. She started screaming. She slammed the door out. Really? And I was like, thank God you have her. Like, Good job. Animal. <laughs> You're a great. When, when you left, were you like, great job? Were you like, what are you doing? No, she's like, what the hell happened to you? I was like, I. You froze up. Froze up. I didn't know what to do. I can see that. It was like a Thursday open. That's not nice. I'm not doing the open tomorrow. What do you mean? You do it. Why he was broadsided. Why, Why would you do that? You do it. Why would you do that? He's talking about like the, the worst meeting of his yeah. life. Yeah. And and remember that day that, that my machine wasn't working and he had to dive in and it was it was, it was something. You, you're proud of being a bad guy. I like to put you in a dog cage and throw stuff on you. <laughs> Wouldn't well, you know what? Let's use that as a wager. Uh, TJ Watt officially out. Maybe this helps your picks for the avoiding this year's wager. It's 10 now, though. No, spread is up to 10, yeah. Uh, I think it's moved three points, which is pretty wild for a defensive lineman. Uh, they take on the Bills on Sunday in Orchard Park. It opened at seven, and then the announcement of him being out at ten? I think like seven and a half or eight, yeah. Maybe, maybe at no, least, I don't, at I least don't a couple so. points. I don't think you're right. I thought it opened at nine and a half. I thought it opened around No, because I said the Cowboys, the, on Monday I said Cowboys was seven and a half. I think it's the biggest spread. And Rick looked up and said, no, it was nine Steelers are nine well, and I think a half. Part, I think part of that nine and a half though was probably because there was some... Uncertainty as well, but there's no playing. way that, that TJ Watt is three points. What, what do you think he's worth? One. It's a lot, yeah. One. If we had someone that wasn't so squirrely on the betting side, we could actually find that out. With your little guest that you brought in, you want to call him out by name? No, okay. RJ Bell couldn't track him down. I still don't he's, know. He vanished. I don't know where he is. I still don't know where he is. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Mason Rudolph, as we mentioned before, he's going to be the starter for Pittsburgh. Uh, very strange situation also playing out in, in Denver. So Russell Wilson, to avoid paying him any guaranteed money for injury, any more than they already owe him, uh, Denver benched him, obviously, for Jared Stidham the last couple of games. And, but apparently Sean Payton and Russell Wilson met for a half hour, and uh, among the topics discussed were uh, the possibility of Russell Wilson coming back. When we get back and we begin this process of looking at our roster, you know, where we select, there's so many things that go into a decision specific to the quarterback, which is significant, obviously. So it's too early at all. I spent half an hour with Russ yesterday. I told him, I said, look, you know, I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn-out process, but it hasn't been decided relative to what our plans are. I believe he has a no-trade clause. There's no way you can bring him back. Well, but if he has a no-trade clause, what are you doing, cutting him? Not bringing him back. I think the dead cap money that would all all fast forward to this year's cap would be like fifty million. No, the dead cap the dead cap is eighty five million bucks. Oh my god, eighty five? I thought it was fifty. Dead cap is eighty five million. Yeah, so oh you're, you're not cutting them. No, you're, you're gonna not have to tra- him. I have to trade him. See, the problem was, was if he played if he played and got hurt, the thirty seven million for twenty twenty five was guaranteed. Right, and that was the concern. <laughs> Do you imagine how many players you have to cut to get under the cap? I got a little NFL million. news. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting: Browns have designated standout safety Grant Delpit for return from injured reserve. That's a big so addition. Some possible help for the postseason. Big addition. Yeah, That's he's a big good. Addition. Uh, Knicks are still undefeated with the OG Ananobi in their lineup. He scored twenty three is most since joining the Knicks, who won their fifth in a row with the win. The Knicks. Ascended all the way from the 18 to the 4. They moved a half game ahead of Miami, Indiana, and Cleveland. It's very fickle, that Eastern Conference. Yeah, there's five teams all within one game of each other. Knicks are plus 111 with OG on the floor in five games. Not bad. Uh, The Raptors lost to the Lakers last night. And the head coach of Toronto, Darko Ryakovic, was very, very, very upset after the game. So, Lakers shot 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis was 11 for 11. Lakers win by one. Here's Ryakovich. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's, that's, that's 
outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. Got a little carried away there, I think. All you do is check, 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 <laughs> check. <laughs> Pay, Pay that, that man, man his, his money. money. <laughs> Scott, Scotty Barnes. I've nice never play. seen. I've never seen him angry. He's this gonna is, get fined. Yeah, big uh, time. You think? Well, yeah. Bold statement there. Yeah, Scotty. You Scott, know what I'll bow out now. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna get fined there. I said big time. Scotty Barnes face of the league, little. Uh, yeah. But I got the what, was, what was the free throws at? Like twenty four to two. Twenty three to two. two. I mean, the Lakers have stunk though since the uh, bad come on or NBA Cup. That, yeah, I, were there? Were there like down the stretch fouls of you know like intentional fouling? Because if they weren't twenty three to two, was outrageous. Uh, yeah, that, that's why. That's why you sound like that. It's complete. That's crap. why you're going to take a big, huge fine, a, like you com- said, like you called. It's complete crap. Dave, Dave's hot take. <laughs> crap. Uh, uh, I wish I was in the meeting when the Islanders told you goodbye. Oh my goodness! Well, you're going to meet a meeting. <laughs> that's later. the, mean, that's uh, again, the meanest thing you've again, ever said. Really? But but see, meanest. he's he's it doesn't matter. He's proud of that. I'm not comment. proud of it. I wish I was there to support you. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. You would have been behind Snow without a voice. Yeah. <laughs> He's, Garth, he, let's get lunch. <laughs> you walk in and he's sitting. Like at, he's sitting next to you in the meeting, and like, but like Brink, at, Brick and uh, Anchorman. Then you, you blink and he's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's time to go, Rick. I'm sorry. Who's the cat now? Uh, Tyrese Halliburton uh, is hamstring, not as bad as we thought, but uh, it's a, it's a strain. He's going to be out at least two weeks. He'll be reevaluated. You know, who had a good day yesterday. Eric Spolstra. Eight years, $120 million extension. Wow. The most ever known committed money in North American so coaching history. How, how long has he been there? Nice of him to wait until after he's the He's going to wind up being he's their video coach. He's, he's in great shape. He's going to be But I mean, even the head coach, how long has he been the head coach in Miami? For a long time. Just before 2010, right? So he's going to, I mean, so he signs an eight-year extension. So he's going to wind up being there 25, 30 years by the time this is said and done? Good for him. Yeah, great for him. He's terrific. I uh, started with Miami as an assistant, 97, head coach, 08. Oh, eight. So we're we're 16 years now, and he signs an eight-year extension? Yeah, amazing. So basically uh, been there the entire Pat Riley era. So is he going to be the all-time winningest coach by the time it's said and done? He, he has might. a shot. Um, yeah, he might. He is uh, 53 years old. Uh, number one and number two teams in the land of men's college hoops both go down last night. First time since 2016, both top teams lose to an unranked opponent on the same day. Number one, Purdue, down to Nebraska. And Houston falls to Iowa State. Rutgers beats Indiana, by the way, 66-57. Uh, Jalen Polk, really good receiver from Washington, a little over 1,100 yards this year. He's going to the draft, probably a day two-ish selection. Uh, the Canucks won their third straight. 5-2 over the Islanders. They've taken New York by storm, huh? Canucks. They really have. Rick Tukin. He's dangerous. Uh, Islanders have lost 4-5. Uh, uh, how, Petters- how do you see Canucks and the Canucks? Canucks. <laughs> how, how do you work in any industry and never heard of, of the team? Rick Tukin. Canucks. Uh, Elias Patterson scores his 20th. You see who was at the game last night? The Jets. That's right. Some Jets. I got some text messages from people at the game. They're like, they're like Brees Hall has looked at his phone the entire game. Has, not, has not, no interest. Has not, took well, his, has not picked his head up to watch the game at all. Well, Brees Hall tweeted before the game. He said, "What's the is the Islanders game going to be lit? Because I, I already went to a Rangers game, and I know what that's like. Sounds like you had more fun at the Garden. Yeah. And, Shut uh, up, Raymond. And uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball schedule out. Shohei Otani and the Dodgers prominently featured. They will start the slate March 31st against the Cards. Nice little Sunday Night Baseball. Dodgers-Yankees at the stadium June 9th.
Good that's stuff. A, that's a bleep you missed. No, you're, you're a superstar. That was a great episode. Oh, okay. stuff you missed. Stuff you missed. Yeah, yeah, you were you were outstanding. You're getting better. I think you're I think you're getting your sleep, but I think it's all coming together for you. So thank you for that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I've been outstanding yeah. with time. Um, we finally have someone on the show that, that gets me, that understands. Good. Let, let's bring her on. Uh, Jaina Hefford is going to join us here, and she is Commissioner Jace, I guess, SVP of Hockey Operations with the brand new Professional Women's Hockey League. Um, we welcome you in. Thank you so much. And let's let's break down a little uh, professional hockey. Thanks, Jana, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Jan, let me just start this interview off just because as a former... He's going to tell you he's a professional player. No, no. I'm just an everyman. Go ahead. So how about this one? So you could imagine, as I'm sitting in the office with, uh, with Garth Snow being ready to be... You know, bought out. That's it. You're done. You're not going to be on the Islanders anymore. Uh, Dave thought it was a great idea to say he wishes he was in the room when that happened. <laughs> Is that that's probably the nastiest thing you could say? Something. Supportive, of course. <laughs> no, she she doesn't know what to yeah, say. She thinks you're a jerk. she's flummoxed because she, she can't believe that, that, that a, another hockey player would bring this kind of nonsense up when she wants to talk about the brand new professional women's hockey league. All right, so let's talk about it. How long has this been in the making that you guys have worked to get to this point where we now have a professional women's hockey league? Well, it's been a long time, you know, as a former player myself and many women that came before me, um, you know, we've been working towards something that could allow the best players in the world to play at the highest level and, and be supported, um, not only from a salary perspective, but from an infrastructure and resources and staffing. Um, all of that has never existed before. So we always had these amazing players without the infrastructure to allow the game to, to grow and, and ultimately become a business. So more specifically, it's been a four-year project of the PWHPA, which was the Players Association, who decided that they were going to influence change and they weren't going to play in any league until 
one existed that provided those things. And it was really the work of that group that attracted an investor in Mark Walter uh, and Billie Jean King. Hard to imagine bringing better investors to the table than than someone like Mark Walter uh, with his involvement with the Dodgers and Chelsea FC and the LA Lakers. He brings all kinds of, of course, capital and professional sport experience, but also very much aligned with our values of of equality. And you add Billie Jean King into the mix, who's been fighting for that for well over 50 years. And we just uh, feel so fortunate to have a group like that, that believes in this vision that women's professional hockey can be a business and that it's entertaining and that people want to see it. So it's, it's been a long time coming, but certainly, certainly the last four years have been a big part of this journey. So Jaina, tell people where they can, so there's a big game tonight for the New York team at UBS. It's their first game at UBS, but as far as, you know, other ways to consume the product. Where else can they find the PWHL? So every game is available on either linear or streaming with a, a large portion of it on linear television. So up here in Canada where I am, we have TSN, Sportsnet, CBC that are carrying a number of the games. You can find every one of our games on our YouTube channel free regardless of where you happen to be watching from. And then, of course, in the New York market, we're in on MSG, uh, and then Bally's North and Nesson in the Boston and Minnesota area. So it's been a priority for us to in- increase the visibility of both our players and the league. And um, there's no reason not to be able to watch because it's it's free no matter where you are, um, specifically on our YouTube channel. Looking at some of the numbers from the early games, I mean, 13,000, 8,000, it seems like people are, are so excited by it and, and really showing up. I mean, are you guys pleased with the early returns? It's been an amazing launch. And, you know, I think as we built this out, we all were aware, and you know, you see the research on women's sports and we've seen what's happened in recent years around the Women's World Cup attendance and viewership numbers of the U.S. Open women's final versus men's final. There's clearly a demand for women's sport. But to be able to, you know, see it in, in real time and in real life and based on this project that we've been working on, it was really incredible to see those numbers here in Toronto. Every home game is sold out all season, which is incredible. And then, you know, we hit a record on the second game in Ottawa with over 8,000 people. And then to be able to break it a few days later with over 13,000 in Minnesota, it's just, um, it certainly exceeded all of our expectations. And we know that there's a lot of work to do still. So uh, we're not expecting to see that every week, but it certainly is a great um, validation of the demand that's out there for women's hockey. Jana, what can you tell about P? There's a lot of people in this area listening to the show right now, getting hopefully getting excited for this. But what can you tell us about the New York team? Well, the New York team has been, uh, first of all, on the ice, they've been uh, really successful so far. Uh, they they have a really strong team, great leadership there. They're going to be playing in two different arenas, so in Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, at Total Mortgage Arena, and then at UBS in Belmont and. So it's a really great opportunity. They train in Stanford. So, you know, we're using all these different markets and it's able to to maximize our visibility across the tri-state area. Um, And it makes it unique to other teams. So we know this is going to be a challenging market in New York, but we also know the the type of fans that that come from New York and the passion that's there. And I think they're going to love this team when they have a chance to get out and see them play. The women's game is fast, it's skilled, it's physical. Um, And it's just a great piece of entertainment uh, at a price point that attracts families and, and maybe other folks that can't attend uh, other professional sporting events. Well, listen, we, we appreciate a couple minutes this morning. Good luck. It sounds like you guys are off to a really uh, a terrific start with the uh, Professional Women's Hockey League, and hopefully it's a tremendous success and we can have this conversation again. Uh, I don't know. What's, what's the, it's not a Stanley Cup. What do you guys give out for the, uh, the PWHL champion? 
yet to be announced. Uh, we're working on that still, and um, but either way, it'll be exciting and uh, appreciate the support of you guys in helping us build this, um, especially in the New York area. It's, uh, it's certainly a market that's important to us and we want to be a big part of. Well, thank you. Thank you for a couple minutes this morning. We appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, guys. All right. That's uh, Jana Hefford, the commissioner or SVP of uh, I gotta tell you, though, so like, PWHL. So when I coached over at Portledge, mm-hmm. okay, we would have the, the women's team would coach, would, would practice before us, and you'd watch them do drills. Right. And it's like you say that you watch them do a breakout, and you draw it on the whiteboard like this is how it should look. You watch the women do it? Yep. Perfect. Same thing with basketball. Dude, perfect. Have Every, you ever watched women's basketball and said this is so much more fundamentally sound than, unbelievable. Men, than men's basketball? Then it's like, then trying to get my guys to do the breakout, it's like, they're all, I'm like, fellas. Well, okay. It's who, not that difficult. Like, being serious now, who is, uh, I know, who is more competent, women or men? Well, just just in, right, in life in general. I'm just telling you right now, like, having having a daughter and then the two boys, like. Like, Sherry is more competent than me. Cassie, I would imagine, with is, is more competent in most things than you, right? Like, women are more, they're just more capable than men are. No, but it's amazing to watch, though, just like, is the, like how they receive, I guess, how they receive the coaching and just, like, how like detail-oriented they are. They're like, okay, you say I'm supposed to be here? I'm going to go here. And it's like, my guys, it's like, they just do it. Well, I, I think I'm kind of supposed to be in this area, and I'm just going to do what I want. Because their attention to, attention to detail is just at a different level. I watched, I actually watched the, uh, I watched the first game, um... I watched their first game, New York, New York, Toronto, right? Toronto, and they blanked them. I think it's it's good hockey. It is, and it is. She says, "Remember the price point? Like, if you get so is it kids, it's reasonable to go? Reasonable price. I mean, you're at UBS, which is a beautiful arena, right? Not spending a ton of money. It's a good experience. And you know what? It's fun to get out and go to and watch a game. And if well, you, especially I mean, if you have daughters, though, man. Like, especially if you have like to see to see. Well, it's nice for girls to have role models, also, right, isn't but it? To have the ability to play what you love professionally, like that, that's an option. Correct. That's big. And it hasn't been that long that that's an option. I mean, women's college basketball at this level hasn't even been around for that long, right? I mean, Tennessee was good under Pat Summit, Connecticut with Oriema, but you go back like into the early '80s, women's college basketball was was almost non non-existent. Well, not only that too, but even like I mean, like Caitlin Clark, like people, like people She's know like the who biggest Caitlin draw. Clark is yeah, right. Like the women's Final Four is now a huge deal. Um, now there's women's professional hockey. It was always big oh, with the Olympics. At, even look at when, uh, what just happened with LSU. And Kim Mulkey and Angel Reese. Like, I mean, this is, it's, it's not just it's, like, people... People care. Right. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Santiago, what's up? Why, why come after me now? At nine forty, almost eight. I don't necessarily think I was coming after you. It's just what do you uh, mean? We have to play that song. We're just again? having fun. That's having fun. fun. He's a man that fun. enjoys great fun. Let's all fun. have fun at my expense. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's have a party. I mean, considering some of the things you were saying to me earlier in the show, that can't be said off on air. I don't know. I think you're getting off easy here. I wish. <laughs> I don't know what? what to. Say. I don't know what. I don't what? know what to say. I don't know what, what to say. You're dead to me. How about that? What, why am no, I dead? Why do you think you do? I tried to have a, a moment with Jada too. She has no idea what I'm talking about. I wish I was in the room when you got bought out. Great. You made her feel very awkward and very. Well, I to, she didn't know what to say. She gave I'm that awkward to, laugh. And it, thank God I saved the interview. <laughs> thank God. I mean, here you, you get this compatriot in, in the yeah. hockey world. We bring her on, and you made her feel so awkward right off the bat. I was trying to ease her into the interview. A little well, bit. it didn't work. Loosen it up. It didn't work. No, it didn't. Let's go to uh, Subi in mid ten. Hi, Subi. You're on ninety eight seven. Hey guys, I'm not going to accuse the Yankees and Mets of micromanaging the rosters, but the fact that 
you know, uh, Yankees and the Mets have done that in the past. Is you know, it's kind of embarrassing. And you know, if they go after Stroman, if he's an innings eater, and that's a good thing. You know, you just need pitchers to just eat innings in the middle of the season. And um, if JD Martinez, Justin Turner are still available, do you think the both the teams should at least try to go after? Yeah, them but you're not Subi. Point? You're not looking for someone to eat innings, man. I mean, you, you don't. Like, the problem with this whole thing is, and the reason why he went after Yamamoto, we're going to give him $300 million, is because you have no idea what Carlos Rodon is. Right. It's the, the problem. Last seasons, the last two seasons, I've seen players who have been on the Yankees and the Mets who don't deserve to be on the Yankees and Mets. And well, regardless of that, Su- Subi, yeah. you're you're in a, a best-of-seven playoff series. Who is your game-two starter for the Yankees? Well, right now it's Cortez. And okay. The that's the problem. He's, he doesn't need innings if he's not playing. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think that I think that's a problem. I think if Nestor Marcus Cortez Storm pitched 136 your, and two thirds innings last year, he's not. I mean, he's not exactly eating innings. We just went through his numbers over the last quarter of the season. He was brutal. That would see that would worry me. A guy that finished uh, so bad would be very concerning. And 136 innings, nothing. And a season going into free agency, it's kind too. of the opposite of an innings eater. Yeah, I don't think you're looking. I mean, you're trying to win a World Series this year. I don't think you're looking for an innings eater. No, you, you got, got real for questions. a stud. Outside of Garrett Cole, you got real questions about your rotation right uh, now. Again, I just asked, who's your number two starter right now? You're, you're hope, financially, you're hoping it's Redon. Right. Well, but, he needs to be, but I don't know. I mean, how, how can you have any confidence in Redon? I don't think he can, but you're just, I mean, I guess you have no choice. you got five years left on this deal. So, I mean, what are you going to do? They paid him so much money, too. God. Same deal, Freddie Freeman. I know. You imagine that? Give me Freddie Freeman. <laughs> of course. But it's easy to say that now. No one, no one was complaining when the Stop Yankees. It. No one was you, complaining when the Yankees signed Redon. You shut your face. What we you, talked about it. We said first base options. We had the two, and then I'm not saying I wouldn't prefer Freeman. But we said was, Olsen number one, Freddie Freeman two. I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is nobody. R.J. Ray, you can you can back me up on this. When they signed Redon, you guys were not like I can't believe they signed this guy. Everyone was excited about him. I wanted Redon. See. Yeah, no, we, we, understand all, we, that. we all wanted him. We but, did. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Going into that offseason, did we say the reason why the Yankees weren't able to get through the playoffs was the pitching or was it the hitting? The hitting. It was the offense, right? So how can we upgrade the offense? Well, you have two great options right there. I mean, Freddie Freeman and you would have to, I know you didn't want to, God forbid we trade any of our prized prospects. And then look at the deal Olsen signed. I know. Are you kidding very, me? Very team friendly. By the way, innings eating, um, Stroman last two seasons, 138 and 136 innings. All right, so he's going to eat 130-something innings for you. And then he's going to have to pitch in the postseason. So, I don't know. Um, you want to hear Joe Douglas from, from yesterday? I this don't is, know, I guess. This is weird. Why do you believe, this is, this is funny. Why do you believe Salah is still the right guy? Robert's the right coach because he's, he's he's the right man for the job. Um, I think he's uh, I, I love his energy. Uh, he's he's smart. He, he's he's the right man for this job. I have zero doubts about that. He's the right guy because he's the right man for the job. Well, he's a good man. I think he's a great man. Yeah, well, he's the right I mean, man for the job. Why well, is he the right guy? Because he's the right guy. No for the one job. else wants the job. <laughs> like who else? Like he's the right man for the job because who else would be like, hey, let's bring in a thing like it. Great. Well, no one else that Aaron Rodgers would. Well, never mind. Well, no, I think there's no one else that would. I mean, the, the problem is, is that I mean, if in a perfect world, could you replace Robert Sala, and then you'd still have to keep Nathaniel Hackett because, like, you heard Garrett Wilson play the Garrett Wilson clip about the offense. Uh, the Garrett Wilson clip. It's very long. No, the 22 second one. Oh, here we go. This is part nine. Yesterday, Aaron is the offense. This is Garrett Wilson. Aaron is the offense. <laughs> 
I see what and you it, mean. And, All right, and, and, like James Harden. I am the system. Yeah, I am the system. Okay. Right? And like, I'm I'm serious though. Like the way, not just his play or his no. Like he's he's gonna do some stuff to change the play, to do this, to ch- to get to this call. It's you know, it, it really unlocks a, a a side of offense that is you know, whenever you're running it, it works well. I mean, you know, it's funny they they joke around. He's like, I'm not kidding. This is this Aaron's is why offense. you run it back. Well, this is why you run it back. I'm because we had. I mean, the, the notion that all of a sudden you bring in, you say, "Hey, Aaron," like th- this was a conversation on a bunch of different shows. Like you bring Aaron in and say, "Hey, listen, we're tired of we're, we're tired of being held hostage by you. We're going to bring in a new head coach, and you can learn a new system." Why? Why would you want him at, at his age to learn a new system? There's when you no know thoughts what he's about moving on from Aaron Rodgers. No, and it would be stupid to do so. You mortgaged a lot to bring him in. And I still think he can be a good NFL player. So why would you think about moving on? No, it would take Mike Vrabel in a heartbeat, though. That's a thing. Oh, Harbaugh, Vrabel. I mean, Tomlin, if he left, I mean, there's, there's Bel- and Belichick's not going to happen here. But yeah, Mike Vrabel? Oof. Yes, please. You'd love that. Well, he already had Downing in Tennessee. Right? Yeah. I I think he's a, I think he's a terrific coach. Well-respected. He's taking teams that you look at, you're like, eh, to, to championship they had They had Taylor Luana with Rich Eisen. When mm-hmm. that happened, it mm-hmm. broke. And you know the one from tennis. Of the one he couldn't he couldn't believe it. It's like they they fired fired him. Yeah, you see they wanted to trade him, but they thought it would take too, take too long. long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Raymond, three stars. Today's three stars. Not even a Jets fan, and those sound bites are depressing to me. Anyway, number you, three. Stop yeah, it, please. Shots. He's taking shots at you. Welcome back to our uh, favorite front runner, Omar. Damn. I mean, now things are going well with the Knicks and the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be my. Yeah. One thing he always shines in is he, is he knows when things are happening with the Knicks. The Knicks are about to explode. Number two. Speaking of, I mean, it's getting us all in the song singing mood. That wasn't today, York, though. And we love basketball. We're going to take it all because we're the New York Now, we didn't Knicks. do that today. That was in the playoffs. But, you know, that we're anticipating singing again. And, and that inspires Dave because Dave is feeling feisty. I challenge Manilo. I challenge Adele, I challenge Swift, I challenge anybody to be better than that. It's a high bar to clear, but I, I, like, I, I like where your head's at. Number one. Uh, another high bar to clear, always the Stump Rothenbergen, and here was the preview of, of it before we got into it. Archie, you got one today, right now? Quincy Doobie. Uh, no idea. Rutgers. Uh, I love the way your brain works. No, uh, no idea. Rutgers. Didn't even, didn't even finish the sentence, and, and, and you, you nailed it. Because I, I didn't know, and then I knew. Shout out to the discussion about uh, foods that could choke children or not children, depending on the list. Don't see how cheese. Shout got out robbed. to you saying cheese and ice cream. Yeah, I, real, I, shout I, out. Now, now, real worrisome now, for the now, young parents. Now everyone thinks I'm a cow supremacist. <laughs> not a cow supremacist. You don't get the cow at all. You know the first thing about the cow and the safety of the the foods that it nurtures. I hope oh. McGregor chokes you out. <laughs> It's Rule 76. No excuses for like a champion. It's DPH or Rothenberg. Moo. <laughs> 987 ESPN. I'd be like a sexual camel. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN New York app. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.